And I'm Jenna, and today I will be performing the talent of podcast host <laughs> for this episode, The Puppet Show. <laughs> episode 9, The Puppet Show. I literally had no idea what I was going into. Sometimes you prep me with, or I see the name of the episode for the next week. But not with a new disc. But no, it was a new disc, it was a new day, and... The Puppet Show. (laughs) Uh, Wow. What a wild ride we had. (laughs) Was it, though? (laughs) I, you know, it's interesting thinking of the writers sitting down and being like, what are all the high school things that we'll make an episode about? And, like, the talent show was, you know, had to go in the first season. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's just a seminal high school experience. It's true. This episode was really wild. Uh, A lot of things happen. It opens on a lot of characters doing lots of talents. (laughs) It opens on some really amazing and impressive sitcom blocking where you have trombone player walk to the left. Oh, yeah. Magical, magical student man walk to the right. um, Person who maybe does ballet or point mm-hmm. stay center and do some stretching we have like a like a what's a what is it called oh maybe a follow shot oh where we're like following yep. different through talent <laughs> show contestants uh oh. it's so funny it's very classic 90s also to oh, me yes i mean so did you do a talent talent i shows? sure did okay i sang santa baby <laughs> I want a yacht, and really, that's not a lot. (laughs) Sing the whole thing. I sang it. I sang it at the Christmas Lit at Scona. What's the Christmas Lit? Don't know what it stands for. Lit. It is lit. Yeah. I was like, is this like some litmus paper test nerdy joke? Of course it's not. Of course it's not that. But I don't know what I don't know. I don't know the origins of the talent show. But it was a talent show. I sang it with. A friend of mine at the time, we did a wicked job, if I can just say that. We had little stockings hanging from our microphones. Was it sexy? Oh, yes. <laughs> of course it was. I was in, like, grade 10 or grade 11. I bet 11. the teachers were, like, slapping their foreheads. It wasn't, like, super duper sexy. Not, like, Mean Girls, it Santa. Was, no, no. Remember they do it? No, no, no. It was <laughs> sultry. Oh. It was sultry. Um, the choreography was classy. <laughs> and even if it wasn't, I mean, Christmas lit, do what you want. But but it wasn't um, overly sexy, no. So did you win? Like, were there winners? Or oh. do you, is, was it just like, everyone, do your talent, and everybody wins? Definitely, it was everybody, do your talent, and everybody wins. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, your trophy came in the form of praise okay. from From your of, peers? Yes, from the student body. Yes. Yeah. Good, yeah. Did good. I do anything else? I sang. I also sang. 
I also sang uh, Kelly Clarkson's um, A Moment Like This. I sang <laughs> Classic. A Moment Like This. I feel like I heard people sing that in high school. Yeah. That was in junior high. So I think I was in grade eight, and I think it was a talent show slash it was like a, it was not a talent show. It was like people taking over the microphone at a school dance, but semi-organized. <laughs> kind of karaoke Kind style. of karaoke style talent show emerged <laughs> sort of organically. <laughs> As it does. Again, with no cash prize. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? Um... I did lots of air guitar. Do you remember <laughs> air guitars? Oh, yes. It was very popular in the 90s. I would have 90s. had a crush on you. I loved anyone who <laughs> played air, air guitar. guitar. Maybe I still do. I don't so, know. So, well, like, we had, like, a whole, like, air guitar, like, <laughs> a talent show, I guess. So not ta- It's just lip syncing. But um, we did it all the time at my school and when I was in elementary school in particular. So you loved lip syncing even before you knew you loved oh, yeah. lip syncing. Oh. I did like I did like the what a weird choice. I did the Beach Boys Kokomo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very bizarre choice for like a grade 5. Also for air guitar. I know, it's very weird, but it's cuz my parents raised me with such weird music. And like, you were a little stoner even then. I didn't know that Beach Boys wasn't what grade 5 girls listen to <laughs> <laughs> or what air guitarists might yeah. choose for a might song choose. choice. Yeah. But then I did do Spice Girls too, of course. Classic. Of course. So that's what I did. That's what I feel like I think of when I think of talent show. <laughs> yeah. So the students in this talent show are um, just as talented as we were, except Cordelia is horrible. <laughs> also, a talent show in the 90s in America, like they have an enormous amount of variety in their talent oh, show. Every talent every talent presented and they it would just be people singing it would just be people singing and people dancing what did i spy a tuba a magic man a a dancer we talked about those violinist um accoutrement of uh (laughs) instruments yes uh, and singing yes um cordelia namely start singing and it's very funny she's just so confident though cordelia also for a cool girl can i just say that cordelia participates a lot yeah like she is very involved for being such a cool girl totally she's very like keen and yeah like is she on student council too like it it makes me hate her less it also makes me go like, who are you? Yeah, who is she? <laughs> yeah. a weird character. Um, and she's just singing her heart song. She is singing her heart song. And Giles is like, ugh. And this is so funny. I was like, why is Giles <laughs> running the talent show? <laughs> Basically, I guess it's some kind of punishment for him being a bad employee. Yes. <laughs> think. Because yes. he doesn't do any work. He just hangs out in the library with only three students. Kind of weird. Well, because he's definitely, I remember thinking when this episode happened, I was like, oh, Giles isn't a teacher. He's he's a librarian, which, yes, I, I know that those people exist in high schools and in junior high schools, universities, all over the place. And they aren't usually teachers. You actually don't know a lot about your librarian. Unless it, you're a nerd like me, went to the library at every spare. Did I you re- get to know your librarian? Yeah, I did. <laughs> 
<laughs> were they a watcher from and was their dad a watcher too? No, she was a sweet old lady, but she told me things like I was reading the Golden Compass and she was like, Did you know this book was banned by mm. like Catholic schools? And I was like, It was. And she told me about all the <laughs> reasons why. I was, it was awesome. <laughs> all the librarians know about censorship, book mm-hmm. censorship, don't they? They're all like, I've got a factoid about that and one. And she, and they just read everything. So yeah. I read every Stephen King book in the library. Cool. <laughs> oh my God, you're like a little Matilda with all those Stephen Kings on your wagon. Oh yeah, I just went to the library and read Stephen King on my spares <laughs> instead of doing work. <laughs> um, but I also did skip school and go to the mall too, so you okay, can have good. it all. You balanced it out. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very funny because the gang, Buffy, Xander, and Willow come and like start making fun of Giles so hard. I love Which that. is very cute. Yes. Like, He's like their weird dad slash uncle yes. slash friend. Like, this is a very funny, they're getting all very comfortable in their relationship. Absolutely. And they're, like, making fun of other students, <laughs> which is very fun. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but then the the new principal shows up uh, to tell everyone what's what. <laughs> Armin Shimmerman. I just looked up how to say his name. He's fucking famous. He's famous? He's Mr. in Star Snyder? Trek. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's a famous Star Trek actor. Who is he in Star Trek? Um, He plays... This is also interesting because my father loves Star Trek. I'm not a Trekkie at all, so I don't know. Um, He plays um Quark in Deep Space Nine. Wow. And you would recognize him. If like, you were a yes Trekkie, yes. So, so this can is, you imagine? Wait, when he when was he on Star Trek? Like this was at, before this. Like yes, this was before. So this. they got kind of a famous guy to come in and do a, a little bit here. Well, and I just bet Joss Whedon was just like oh nerdy. I think it was Christmas Day. Mm. I think it was Star Trek Christmas Day. Okay, look career. Yeah, let me get to the bottom of this. Fabulous resource. (laughs) Uh, Well, Mr. Snyder is fucking harsh. He's like, this school is a piece of shit. Uh, I'm going to whip it into shape. There will be no more emotions at my school. Mm -hmm. Literally, he says. Mm -hmm. No more touchy and feely. No more touchy-feely. And he said Flutie was touchy-feely. And I was like, I don't think he was. He was... Just kind of a goofball, like a bumbling <laughs> oaf. I don't think he was really very touchy-feely. But, yeah. but this guy has a mission to clean up the school, especially from bad kids like Buffy and Xander and Willow. They're so not bad. I don't understand him. They're like nerds. Like Willow is such a little nerd girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand where Snyder's prejudice about Buffy comes from. I don't yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah. It, it's probably from looking at her criminal record, but yeah. because it's not mentioned, yeah. her criminal record, I keep her saying criminal, it's her criminal record. It's her permanent record. It's just that a permanent record is, like, not a it's thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> it's a piece of paper um, on a screen. It's a thing that makes stakes for movies and TV. Yeah. It's not... It's also just, like, these aren't bad kids like mm-hmm. uh, it's like when we the pack like we were like these aren't even bad kids they're not even smoking or skipping class or smoking weed across the street like 
No. All these kids seem quite sweet and good. So yeah. why y'all <laughs> yeah. getting so harsh on them, Mr. Snyder? Well, Snyder was famous uh, for playing Quark starting in 1987. Oh, okay. so he's been in he's, the biz. Yeah, mm. so he's been in the biz. Um, yeah, just a famous actor guy, famous actor fellow. And uh, probably would have, when when the camera pans to Snyder and Buffy and Willow and Xander don't get the last laugh and don't get to leave the auditorium, people at home who weren't tweens and who weren't just gushy-mushy over Buffy, parents essentially, mm-hmm. were or, or older kids, were probably like, oh my god, it's a famous it's actor. It's Quark. Yeah. So it's... This must have been deal. fun for him to play. Yeah. It's fun to play a mean, mean guy. Uh, and his mean punishment for them for what? Oh, so they were making fun of the talent show, and then to punish them, he makes them be in the talent show. Yes. That'll teach him. Uh, Very, yes. <laughs> what a good punishment. <laughs> I, you can't do that, but uh, Mr. Snyder can. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we meet, like, the main demon villain character of the week, um, Morgan, mm-hmm. and his puppet, Sid. Sid. <laughs> the dirty... His dummy. Horny. Horny dummy. Yeah. Uh, is his character. Uh, <laughs> ventriloquism is very funny. Like, it is very scary. Like, this is this is a Chucky doll. Like, they made him look like Chucky. Totally. Um. Which is great because there's sort of a twist with him later, which yeah. I it I didn't see coming actually. Um, but but it's a great intro <laughs> to loser Morgan and his dummy horny Sid. Yeah, loser Morgan with brain cancer. I know it's really they just drop that in there, and you're like, oh, that's <laughs> also it's a little bit like, oh, I guess uh-huh. he was gonna die anyway. Like there's this little yeah, it's pretty weird of like, oh well. Oh, well. Uh, on to the next thing. Brain. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit. I was like, okay. Yeah. That was pretty weird. Yeah. What a deus ex machina. He has brain cancer, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, the puppet. So then after they're doing some rehearsal, they do so many rehearsals for this talent show. Yeah, they do. Uh, <laughs> And then uh, the dancer girl is in the locker room, like, um, changing, and yes. then we see from the perspective of Sid, uh, and he sees in black and white, which is weird. Why yes. Why does he see in black because and white? Because he's old-fashioned. Because he's from the 1930s. 30s. He does talk, like, the 1930s. He does. He talk- like I was about to do, like, <laughs> New York, but that's not it either. No, he's like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> he, he talks like he, <laughs> like you would meet him smoking, like I would have asked him for a cigarette behind a deli. Yeah, he's like, hey, toots. Yeah. T- <laughs> and I'd be like, hey, Sid. <laughs> yeah, and then I'd be like, fuck off. That is <laughs> why he sees in black and white. Okay. <laughs> I buy it. Uh, sure. Uh, and then he... I guess attacks her and mm-hmm. says, I will be flesh. Uh, creepy. Very scary. I found this, like, quite frightening. Like, this, and Buffy did, too. Like, this really got so, to her. So did you see Emily as being one of the demons then? Um. Like, what? So you think it's Sid that attacks Emily and yeah. takes the heart? Yeah. Yeah. So Emily was a demon. 
Interesting. Because he has to kill seven demons. Demons. But at the when you first see it, you just think he's like a, a demon just killing yes. people. So she's a demon. Yes. So many demons yes. in this talent show. <laughs> well, demons are attracted demons love to the arts. Performing. <laughs> <laughs> they do love the spotlight. Uh, R.I.P. dancer Emily. Oh, I love that as like a hmm. Do they like to perform? Mm, mm. Suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> so then this, the gang gets together and then Giles is stressed out about the talent show and sends them all to go do detective work, which is, I, it's very fun. Like having them do detective work is stupid, but like funny. I just love do Giles. Do like make work, like busy work? He's like, go away. I think he's like, go away. I think he's also legitimately worried about keeping his cover. Because I, Snyder doesn't know he's oh, a watcher. watcher. So he's like, oh, shit, I got to do my job, yeah. I guess. I think they could have in the writing. I don't often criticize the writing. But, I mean, he does say Snyder can make our lives a living hell or something like that. Mm. But it would be great. It, I think it would be nice for Giles to say. And also, he, we don't want a principal like that to know that I'm a watcher and you're a vampire slayer. Yeah, yeah. It, it could have been more clear. clear. And, yeah. Because otherwise it's just like, we, I have to do the talent show because otherwise I don't want to get in trouble by the new principal. And mm-hmm. it's actually just, it's a bit different than yeah. that. Yeah. Like a person did die. Their heart was cut, cut out. Cut out, yeah. So many deaths. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so they go and interview all the talent show students who just carry their talent around with them wherever <laughs> they shall go. Like the juggler guy, like, had his juggling balls. <laughs> and the tuba girl, this was had her tuba. <laughs> so they'll never stop practicing for the talent show. Yeah. The tuba girl's funny. She's just like, Morgan. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all like, Morgan's pretty creepy, am I right? <laughs> that dummy is pretty horny. <laughs> it's creeping everyone out. I know. So very quickly, we... Oh, Morgan! He's he's the one. He's suspicious, I guess, in this murder. Yes. Uh, where a heart was cut out of mm-hmm. a body. Don't you think the talent show would just be canceled if someone was literally dismembered in the locker room? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. At my school, <laughs> I would not have canceled. sang Santa Baby. <laughs> and I would have been sad. got their heart cut out. I would have had a Cordelia moment to be like, that's so ba- awful for me. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that is such a funny little scene of Xander being like, God. <laughs> and Cordelia. <laughs> Emma was my best friend. Emily. It's Emily Cordelia. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, So then Buffy's snooping around. She goes to Morgan's locker and, like, punches it open. Punches it open. I was kind of trying to see what was in there. I couldn't really see. It was just, like, stickers. There was a Razorback sticker. Okay. There was a strange Uh um, picture of what looks like a a weird x-ray. Oh. But that's only upon oh. viewing the show like seven or eight million times. Well, I but was there's trying something, to see. there's some image that is like green. It looks like something's been scanned. I don't know why so he would have a picture of a brain scanner in his locker. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's quite that's it. really funny. <laughs> if you are a listener and you are doing the rewatch 
after you listen to this podcast in that funny order, you should just check out what's in Morgan's locker. Yeah, I I was trying to see, but it's so fast. But Yeah, it's super fast. I mean, the point is, Mr. Snyder comes over and grabs Buffy. I was like, you do not touch students, like grab their wrists. Yes. It's totally inappropriate. And Buffy rips her hand away like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? So I kind of feel like it's making you think, like, he's the demon. Yes. Definitely. Um, Because he's acting extremely aggressively and, like, following Buffy all over the place. Yes. Because she's the problem student. Absolutely. If she's the problem student at the school, that school is, like, pretty good. Like, for sure. Yeah. But it is scary. He... Says like my favorite line. I'm gonna leave it till the end. Uh, it's my favorite line. Okay, but it comes in this moment. It's so funny. Yeah. Hey. Uh, <laughs> he's concerned about the behavior of the school, uh, <laughs> and then um, Buffy heads home. Joyce makes a surprise appearance in the doorway. It's nice we haven't seen her for a while. She's only been in this season like three times. Yep. Um, she's busy at the gallery. She's busy. And, okay, we'll talk about what she's wearing later, too, because it is fascinating. <laughs> so many questions. But Buffy's kind of really disturbed by everything. This yeah. is kind of, it's it's an interesting thing for Buffy in this episode because she's usually pretty unfazed with, like, demons. And she sees them and she just punches them and it's easy. But she's quite frightened of this scary dummy. She doesn't like, yeah, she doesn't like the dummy. Yeah. It, it brings her back to a childhood fear. Like uh, this memory, this trauma, this... She was wigged. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-Slayer power. Yeah. So scary. Um, and Buffy is a child. Like, she's a young woman, but she's still, you know, uh, not totally. an adult. So we're still kind of... I mean, everyone has fears and irrational fears, but they're a little closer when you're that age. Yeah. And so it's just really interesting. She's afraid to kind of even go to bed. Her mom is like, what's going on with you? She's just like freaked out. She's freaked herself out. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of when we watched the Vivi Itch. Oh, yeah. And oh you were so scared that you made me open every like cupboard in your apartment. And then you were like, can you stay over? And I was like, no. <laughs> and I just left. I was like, you're going to be fine, G. I made Marley fully search. My entire apartment. Um, And then you did want me to sleep over and I refused. (laughs) I was terrified. I thought I was going to be butter churned. Uh, Squished up into paste and (laughs) And slathered. onto the belly of a very bad witch. Yeah. (laughs) Um, In your high apartment and you're like, (laughs) yeah, surrounded by so many people. Who knows? I know, I know, but it's... Being scared is... Once you're scared, it's yes. kind of hard to, like, talk yourself out of it. Yes. Or, like, go to the rational place. It's which I consuming. think is Yeah, I think is what's happening with Buffy. She's scared, and it's hard to... Especially the dark and nighttime. Yeah. Yes. And it, it's... The, the dummy is something that she is having trouble understanding, too. Yeah, like, why he's doing it. Yes. Because demons have, like, a code, kind of... They're written in books that they can read about why they do what they do. And they have motivations. They don't just, like, kill for no reason or 
scare people for no reason. They don't usually come into her bedroom. She's usually hunting them or... Because you have to invite things That's right. in. That's right. I mean, demons Demons could probably go and... I'm still not quite sure about demons be vampires. The rules. But yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's still fair. That hasn't been explained. Them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's scary. So he does... Sid does come into her room. And I think he... Well, he thinks that she's, she's a, a demon, demon. So he's about to... Kill her. Take her heart. Yeah. And boy, would he have made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very interesting. He thinks she's the demon. But he explains later. Mm-hmm. But it's scary. And it's very interesting because Buffy's freaked out. And, and then the next day she's telling the gang and they don't believe her. No. Which is really interesting. Yeah. That they wouldn't believe her. But they think she's sort of got this irrational fear. Yes. Because she sort of does. Like, it is it is irrational to be scared of a, an inanimate object normally. Yeah. But Sunnydale's not normal. It is certainly not normal. Mm-hmm. Why don't you think they believe her? I don't know. I mean, this is the this is a more complicated, far-fetched, if you will, demon than we're used to having. It's complicated. Yes. And and I think they also just think it's Morgan mm. or they think it's a person or a demon. They don't think they don't have the same sort of suspicion as Buffy. Also, this gets into something that I think is important about the show, and that is that I don't think it is a coincidence that the vampire slayers in this universe are female or women, people, mm. and that there is this intuition or this instinct that they have about certain things that often gets questioned mm. or often gets um, criticized or ridiculed um, for being quote-unquote, crazy. Yeah, emotional. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something about the, the, the message of this show that is talking about that issue in society, the, the, the self-doubt and the lack of power in intuition instead of empowering those things. Mm-hmm. You know, like... No, I was like, believe Buffy. She mm-hmm. knows what she's talking about. Like, she, her gut is usually, I mean, she's not always right. No. Nope. Like, it's not a show where, like, Buffy is always right and nope. everything. And that but... would be boring. Yeah. So it's certainly complicated. It's not like every intuition that a vampire slayer has is going to be correct. But the kind of, but Buffy is also ridiculed mm-hmm. by Xander. Yeah. And made fun of by Willow. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not just no Buffy, I don't think that's it because of this and this reason. Mm-hmm. It's no Buffy, that's not it, and that's stupid. Yeah, which is also a high school thing. Like, yes. they're teens. Like, they make fun of each other, and they're like, you're stupid. And so I feel like it's a very teen reaction, too. Totally. To be like, that's dumb. And not really be thinking through, like, in an emotionally smart way about, like, what Buffy's actually, like, going through. And experiencing mm-hmm. with the demon <laughs> dummy. <laughs> the demon hunter dummy. Um, oh, before we moved on, but, like, I just want to ask, like, Joyce says you shouldn't go to sleep with the window open. Why? Why does <laughs> she say that? Is She's, that a rule? I mean, she says that dramaturgically so that we can all think, oh, but she didn't. 
But like, why? No one's. You're allowed to go to sleep, but it's a healthy to go to sleep with a window open. I don't know. Maybe, maybe she could catch cold. Yeah. In Cali. In Cali. <laughs> I just felt like I was like, this is a dumb yeah. line that they put in. It makes no sense. Uh, yeah. So I just wanted to clock that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so then they go to the library. Oh, they do a little, another rehearsal first (laughs) where the gang is rehearsing. I think it's Greek tragedy, uh, which (laughs) who chose that? Was Giles like, just do Greek tragedy. I don't Probably. I feel like that's what happened, but it's very bizarre. Yes. (laughs) It is very bizarre. So they're rehearsing their Greek tragedy. Um, So we have another little rehearsal and then we go to the library for more research. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although... I think in the meantime, the puppet has been taken by the teacher yes. during school. Yes. <laughs> when it does the full, when Sid does the full 180 exorcist twist. Yeah. Which I, I think is totally an exorcist oh, twist. yeah. Scary as yeah. fuck. <laughs> there's, a, there's like the exorcist, Chucky, it feels like we're, there's a bit of an homage to mm. some classic horror. horror. Yeah. yeah. In this episode. I'm totally. not sure if it's always super successful, but it's, yeah. <laughs> but it's I think, it's there. intentional, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you're going to have, a, like, a dummy, it's it's Chucky. It's Chucky. Yeah. Or it's Bride of Chucky. <laughs> Son of Chucky. <laughs> it's a Chucky relative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the teacher takes away the dummy, and then it... <laughs> Uh, Morgan kind of freaks out mm-hmm. and he's having like his headaches and mm-hmm. uh, runs away. But then we find out Xander actually took the dummy mm-hmm. uh, in the library and is goofing around with it, which I found this scene quite funny. Yes, like it's funny. It was just Nicholas Brendan like goofing around with the puppet. Totally. Um, which was great because he's Nicholas Brendan is actually quite funny and we haven't gotten too much of his like. Uh, I don't know, room for his humor in the past few episodes. Uh, we've been doing other stuff. Uh, <laughs> but it's very nice when we see him do a little comedy show. He's fun. Yeah. And he's a great actor. Yeah. Like, he... He's committed. M- he's committed and mm-hmm. he's really... They all have. They all have. Great physical comedy and... Yeah. Yeah. So it was just nice to see him, Xander, do his thing. Uh, and Buffy's so pissed about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, she, and she's also like, I don't agree. Yeah. I'm right. I can. I know I'm right, but I have no way of proving, mm-hmm. proving it. And then, of course, she gets her just desserts when, you know, Sid vanishes from the chair. Yeah, and they find a book on magical toys. <laughs> <laughs> in the nick of time. Just in the nick of time. <laughs> Giles' book on everything. Uh, so... They find out that some demons can or be in inanimate objects and then have to steal organs to become human. Yes. Great. That's uh, it. So that's what they think he's doing. That's right. It all makes sense, this yes. evil puppet. Uh, so he disappears. Everyone's like, oh, shit, Buffy's right. Yeah. Dodoy. <laughs> <laughs> So Buffy's going after trying to find the puppet, and then this huge chandelier falls on her. Oh, yes. It's huge. It's very funny, though. Like, the camera shots. (laughs) This whole scene where the chandelier falls on her, and then she has a little fight 
with Sid is very bad. Like, oh, yeah. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Thank God they make they really make up for it at the end of this episode with the great fight with the actual demon. Oh, yeah. But yes, it's it's yeah, it's uh, it's tragic. weird. Yeah. yeah. It's bad. <laughs> and she like pins him. <laughs> oh, yeah. She pins him so gently. I know. She's not even touching oh, yeah. the body of the puppet. The actor in me is just like, OSMG, you are doing your best. Yeah, with this horrible blocking. Yeah. yeah, and this, yeah. It's hard. It's yeah. hard. Yeah, this is a hard episode, but they yeah. did their best. Um, and I don't think it was a terrible episode. I just think it's it, w- it was quite complicated, actually. There's a lot of things happening. Totally. And a lot of characters. Totally. It's not my favorite episode. I don't <laughs> mind... And I also know that part of this is going to be that certain things about my beloved show are going to be (laughs) criticized, which is good and natural and important, as we talked about. And also, it's not always going to be about the content or the mistakes that the show makes. Sometimes the episodes just aren't going to be super strong. Yeah. For me, this is one of those. Yeah. This This is not one. It also might be actually because I really don't like Sid. I don't like... I know, they're, like, kind of trying to make him, like, charming, and I'm like, ugh, he's just gross. I'm like, these are children, like... If they had talked at all about his... If they had bonded a little bit more about being an actual demon hunter... Yeah. Before before when they're sitting up above the talent show and they mm-hmm. are kind of having... They're kind of having that conversation eventually. Yeah, they have this little... So, I didn't really see this coming at all. I was like, what the fuck is happening? He was like, I'm, I honestly was pretty confused. Like, he says, okay, he says he's a demon hunter and, oh, wait. (laughs) I don't really know how he got to be a puppet. I was like, I don't know. I was just confused. He was cursed and he became a puppet. Yes. But he was a guy, I guess, and yes. then he became a puppet, and then to to be not a puppet, to be released, he has to kill seven, seven demons. demons and cut out their organs. Like, finish them, kill them. So, like... Okay. So, like, cut out their brains and hearts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's been doing this since the 30s? Yes. I think he became a puppet in the 30s. So, but he's, like, almost... I don't think it would take that long to kill seven demons. I mean, it might... If you were like a puppet. Like 60 years? But he killed like five in one hour <laughs> at this talent show. You're right. You're right. There's uh, some, uh, like, I don't know, maybe Sid just put his feet up for a couple of years and just worked. I mean, I guess it would take a while to adjust to being life. a dummy. But whatever. Uh, great. Uh, I guess I get it. And then and then Buffy's like, okay, we'll, we'll help. Um, we're going to have a power circle. He suggests to Giles that they have a power circle before the talent show so they can see if anyone's missing because that <laughs> person who's missing will be the demon. De- <laughs> because they already have the brain and the heart that they need. So they'll be... Because all the... He killed six demons? <laughs> I mean, I think... I think... I think it's that the demon won't be there, so they'll know who they have to search for. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't smoke weed before this episode because I'd be real way more confused. Even so, I was like, "Huh." But okay, he and he talks. I I want to talk about. He does bring up this Slayer mm-hmm. lore, which I think is really important because I'm just always on the lookout for the world building and like why. Mm-hmm. 
why is this happening? What's the history? Like all that kind of stuff yes. of the Watcher and he's the Slayer. He's met another Slayer. So he's met another Slayer. He said she was Korean. Yes. In the 30s, which is cool. Yes. To mention a person of color. Well, not all Slayers live. Also, not all Slayers are. Yeah, not all Slayers yeah. are white. Are white blonde chicks. That's right. But they're all chicks. Yeah. He said he she was a tough chick or something. <laughs> he probably did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they have this little bonding, but it's still weird because then he hits on her, and I don't know. I guess it's supposed to be charming, but it's weird. Are they ma- are they trying to make this comment about the demon slayers of old being like? Is he sort of supposed to kind of represent an old guard in a way of <laughs> of demon slayers, um, or like a grandpa <laughs> old man? Like, it, what is he supposed to? What is the point of making him have these opinions? I don't know. He's an old misogynist, I guess, yeah. from the 30s. I don't know why they chose that. It literally makes no sense, but... <laughs> there we have it. There we have it. This is when they find out... So Willow has hacked into the computer and pulled up Morgan's permanent record, which does look like a sheet of lined paper on the computer. Yes. Just like Buffy's. Yes. He had a 4.0 GPA clocked it yes morgan was smart and they pull up his medical records which is like i was like that's not okay (laughs) like the nurse the nurses she says go into the nurse's records or something well that needs to be more secure all these records oh yeah especially medical records that is not cool but they find out he has cancer which okay that's why they didn't want the brain who didn't want the brain? The demon? The the last demon? Yeah. The didn't... guillotine uh, trickster. Yes. He was the magician. Yes. In the end. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So then the magician tricks Giles into helping him with his magic act. Because Giles has become a dedicated member of faculty. Producer. <laughs> so he's like, I guess I'll do whatever it takes for this kid. <laughs> and he sticks his head in a guillotine. I think his name is Mike or Mark or... Sure. Yeah, I don't know. One of those. The magician. Um. So he's going to... S- okay, and it's because he's smart. Okay, this is another thing. They want only smart brain? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Wouldn't you want only smart brain? <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Morgan's brain was smart, but it was fucked up from cancer. But Giles's <laughs> brain is there, and it's smart, so they're going to get it. <laughs> um, uh. Luckily, the gang shows up in time. Xander saves the day. It's all very dramatic. It's a great It's a great little fight yeah. with the guillotine and the props. Yeah. And-, and Buffy does some fantastic kickaroos oh, in yeah. this fight. Yeah. And it's nice. It's yeah. nice to see. Yeah. yeah. She's and, really good, and yeah. her stunt double's really good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah Michelle Geller does a lot of that, mm-hmm. and also her stunt double is crazy good. Yeah, so good. What is her name? Look it up. Put it in the prophecy. Yeah, we got to look it up. Uh, it was great. The demon um, becomes, look, changes into that picture they saw in the book of the of the demon it, he's like hideous and yeah almost like shape of water like yeah, aqua yes. he looked like that guy yes um so they have a big great fight and then they guillotine his head they do <laughs> in front of a live audience yes 
And because it's the theater, like this is the first time that a bunch of a, a huge amount of people have seen a demon body. Mm-hmm. They've seen essentially Buffy's been exposed. They all four of them have been exposed as you know, demon slayers, Scooby people. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's the theater, people are like, bravo! Or in this case, huh? Oh, Mr. Snyder says, is it avant-garde? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is very funny. Because uh, they just stand there for like a couple minutes. Sophia Crawford, that is who is the stunt double for Buffy for the first four seasons. And my oh my. She's excellent. Yes, she's incredible. Uh, so <laughs> they do a little end credit scene, which is funny. They haven't really done that. They do like a little, just a little extended cut, basically, of, of the gang doing Oedipus. <laughs> 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 of all the plays, of all the, even of all the Greek tragedies, of all the Greek plays to choose Oedipus. Yeah, and their sheets. Buffy has some Mardi Gras beads in the hair. I bet Principal Snyder is regretting his choices. <laughs> School looks stupid now, is what I thought at the end. Yes, his reputation is on the line. And he's not a demon, he's just a dick, uh, is what we find out. What did you make of that very bizarre, it's a very short scene, between Snyder looking into a dark room and sort of making... Oh yeah, like, I was like... He looks like a demon, like, because it was when they were hunting for, I don't know, it was weird. Yeah. They, it was like his silhouette. I was like, does he look like, like he has monster features or limbs? Yeah. Like, what I don't was know. that exchange? I don't know. There's I have like a no look idea. between Snyder and someone in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. It's curious. It's curious. I'm suspicious of him. Mm-hmm. He just showed up mm-hmm. and is all bossy and a dick mm-hmm. to Buffy. So mm-hmm. there's something. There's something mm-hmm. more than what we see. That's right. Okay, we need to talk about some assembly required. Some assembly required. What is that? What am I doing? Some I don't know. Assembly. We've been na, singing na, that little tune, and na, I don't na, know na, what it's na, from. Na, 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 na. What is that from? Maybe when we have more production value, we'll actually put in like a little cut. Yeah, of, we will. Of singing. Stay tuned for season two when we get sing. fancy. <laughs> Of, like, transitions or something. <laughs> I sing a lot for the people. But but you're right. It'll be official. Official. In season two, yeah. And more professional. Yeah, it'll be more professional. <laughs> We're just learning how to use a mic. <laughs> Truly. Uh. Every single time. <laughs> so, off the top, Cordelia, when she's singing her horrible heart song, she has, a, like, this crushed velvet mock turtleneck, like, mm-hmm. t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I would wear that. I have one. You can borrow it. <gasps> I have a mock, tur- like, velvet dress, oh, turtleneck so dress. Cute. And I love velvet, and velvet is is back, back, back And velvet again. loves you. Oh, it's so good. Um, especially in winter, like, where we live. It's just, it's very good. So that was excellent, mm-hmm. her choices. Uh, also in that scene, it's when they're making fun of the talent show. Willow has a rubber ducky t-shirt on. <laughs> A rubber ducky. Literally five-year-old. Like, this is beyond nine years old. It's five-year-old fashion. <laughs> rubber ducky. It's not even ironic. Mm-hmm, you're the one. Yeah. Willow had a bath bathtub. And lots of fun. I'll wear this shirt to school. Little child shirt on. <laughs> it's 
so dumb. And in contrast, like, Buffy has, like, a... This is... Maybe this is the next day, but she has this little cheetah dress on. It's yeah. so short. Yeah. It's like go-go. It really is like go-go. Oh, yeah. With go-go fashion. Tall boots. Yeah. I didn't really realize until I was watching the show how much the 90s fashion is is 60s fashion. Yes. Just like with polyester. Yes. And like plastic and material. And like animal print. Maybe a bit and more animal, animal print. Yeah. Animal print. Leather. Yeah. And leather, so different, but really the silhouettes and these teeny short dresses and, and even the, like, the hair still has volume yep. um, and these go-go boots. It's very 60s, 90s. Lots of headbands. Yeah, Lots headbands. Lots of headbands with, like, tees. Accessories. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's amazing. Also, you noted, you immediately pointed this out to me, that she's got a big clip-in ponytail. Yes. Uh, I wanted one so bad. Did you have, like, fake hair you put in your hair? No. I didn't didn't have access to the fake hair. I just bought it at Claire's. I know, but I don't even think – I don't even think I knew – I don't think I knew that that was possible. Like, someone really should have told me. Yeah, it was very trendy in my school. Like, I had – so many different hair scrunchies. Basically, you put your hair in a ponytail and just makes your ponytail really big. <laughs> but then I would dye my hair all kinds of different reds, which was very trendy in junior oh, yes. high. But the thing is about red is you dye it and then it just changes color like every time you wash, it's a different color. So if you buy a pony that matches your hair, it it will not match mm. in like two washes. Totally. So then you just have a weird mismatch fake hair in your hair, which I had all the time. A weird mismatch, <laughs> fake hair in your hair. Yeah. Uh, fashion. fashion. <laughs> 90s. Uh, Giles, I noted something for him. I never note something for him because he always wears exactly the same thing. But he actually had a nice, fuzzy, brown cardigan. Yes. It, it was different because he usually has, like, a his um, tweed, like, vest and then a tweed jacket. Yes. Kind of in – and maybe shirts in different – simple patterns, mm-hmm. but he had this, like, nice, comfy cardigan on. Yes, he's outside the library. Yeah, he's the talent producer, so he's got to really he's dress down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Put his cardigan on. <laughs> I would wear that cardigan, though. Uh, I'm a cardigan girl. <laughs> I'm always cold. Okay, and then Joyce. Yeah. So she comes in. Buffy's like in her normal kind of pajamas. She often wears these little white tanks, you know, and pajama bottoms. But Joyce comes in and is in like a huge, like brown silk, like button up. And I was like, is it pajamas? I think it is. I think it's silk mom pajamas. Why would you choose that, like brown, like chocolate brown? I don't know. It's th- very weird. I think, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Joyce is wearing what I want to wear now. I would I I would wear it. Yeah. It uh, looks it's nice and comfy, silk. Yeah. But it is <laughs> such a bad color. Yes. Brown. I don't know if I would wear brown. I think I would totally wear brown. I'm not I don't know. But she's also wearing a full lip. <laughs> To bed. To bed. Yeah. Her hair is quaffed. I think she's chatting with someone. Oh. I think she's chatting. What do you mean? On the phone? On the phone. So she put her lip... And her silky PJs. I don't know. (laughs) It just is... When you... 
yeah, like Joyce. I mean, it's fine to look fab before bed. Sure. It's fine. But there is something about this moment where Joyce looks super put together, almost too put together yeah. before bed. Before bedtime. Yeah. I just find, I'm like, I still don't think Joyce is a real character. Like, she kind of pops in for, like, one second. She says things that kind of don't make sense. She does things that kind of don't make sense to me. Um... And it's not like they can't write great little mm-hmm. one one off characters. They certainly can. I'm just like, I'm like, what are they doing with Joyce? Mm-hmm. It's 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 too bad. It's mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of these are not the droids you're looking for with Joyce. Mm. There's a little bit of this is a fine relationship and does not require any deep thinking else. At, for the moment or deep feeling for the yeah. moment. There's a little bit of she exists and she's sensitive. She asks Buffy what's wrong, but she's not specific. She doesn't push her child, who is obviously very uncomfortable, to tell upset. her. She doesn't listen. She doesn't really listen. Yeah. She's sort of out of touch with her mm. in a way that does does translate to the audience, to us. Yeah. So I'm not sure it's super successful at doing that thing of this is not the mom you're looking for. This is not the problem you're looking for. Well, if you have a character, they have, they need, they need care. They need a good development. I just don't, I feel like Joyce has been done a disservice, but I'm sure, I'm sure that mm-hmm. develops. I'm sure it does. Mm-hmm. But right now, she's not real. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I can take it. Take it. I'll tell Joyce you don't like her. I am. She's fine. <laughs> oh, I know. I'll tell the writers you don't like Joyce. I, th- I have to tell someone. I just think you. it's weak writing for her. Yeah. Where she deserves more. Yeah. Uh, Willow has a lime green fuzzy blue shirt or fuzzy shirt with a blue bottom. Like a, it's like lime green on the top and like blue on the bottom, mm-hmm. and it looks like um, I don't know. <laughs> Again, it's just so interesting, like, dressing her like a five-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just so interesting that her and Buffy hang out together because Buffy dresses like she's, like, always put together and coiffed and, like, fashion and, like, you know, kind of, like, sassy, sexy, but not too sexy. So it's very interesting. Oh, I can't friends. wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't Buffy wait. needs to do a makeover on Willow. <laughs> <laughs> the Fab Five need to come in and help Willow. Yeah. That's what I would do if I was her friend. I'd be like, we're doing makeovers. <laughs> that's what I do with my friends. <laughs> makeover. If you ever do a makeover on me, I'll know. I'll be like, I won't wear my fuzzy makeover. Grover dress, which I love. Not today. Not today. Or your brown silk pajamas. No. Well, maybe. Okay. And then I had a note. Buffy, for most of the last part of the episode, she's got her hair done in, like, a like a French kind of twist thing. Mm-hmm. But then there's a, just a big rat tail. <laughs> I've never seen something like it. It's very bizarre. What the fuck is I it? I don't know. It's like, it's hideous. I don't know. No offense to any of the people out there sporting fabulous rat tails. but No, it, but, like, that's not the rat tail. Like... A rat tail mullet, it can be cute if it's, like, done, if it's purposeful, like, if it's, like, all oh, textured and totally. cute. But this is just, like, weird. It is weird. What the hell? It is weird. It's not even, like, a half up, half down. It's just one nape. 
rat yeah. tail. It's it's just her baby hairs at the bottom that are long it's enough long. to go into the ponytail. Yeah. They're also been curled. So they've yeah. been they've been through a treatment and they've been intentionally left out I of the ponytail. I feel like the I feel like the hair people were are like with Buffy trying to give her all these different hairstyles all the time. Yeah. Um, because she does always kind of have different hairstyles. It's like a half up, half down, or it's a down, and and her bangs are often different. Sometimes they're like curled on the side. Sometimes they're yes. front. Sometimes she's got like a little uh, updo. Yeah. So this is like another thing they're trying to do, another variation. But it's just it's weird. Her hair is bizarre in this episode. It's no one has ever had that hairstyle. Yeah, with the clip in. The rat tail and the bangs, the short bangs that are parted completely through, like yeah, in the center, like, fluffed. I feel like, I feel like the hair story in this episode is all over the map. Yeah, it's very weird. This episode is kind of all over the map. Yeah, just in all the departments. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it is. They they try and do a lot. The project manager of this episode might get fired. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do too much. Um, I do want to give a Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered shout-out to kind of our, our first major person of color speaking more than, like, one sentence, mm-hmm. and that is the tuba girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she is our, actually our first, basically, person of color, I think, to actually have a little scene in yeah, the show. Yeah, lines. Yeah. I think. Yeah. As far as I'm clocking. Oh, yeah. So, so. yeah. Shout-out to her. Mm-hmm. And she was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we see more diversity in the future, but maybe not. You'll see. We're going to see. You'll We're going to see. see but I won't even spoil that for you. Okay. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay. Shall we do our last lines? Yes. Okay. Do oh, you have and, it? And I guess Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewilder. Also, we just said this, but Sid. Oh, yeah. I He's just gross. Didn't have, just didn't have any empathy for him. It's fine to have complicated characters on it's it's fine to have characters who hold sort of strange perspectives and points of view if they're acknowledged in the in the in the work. I feel like it was supposed to be like a funny joke, but it wasn't funny. And they no. kept doing it like it was a funny joke and I yeah. was like Ugh. Yeah. It's not funny. Uh, yeah, and I just didn't know to what end. Like to like why why make this this character who is so different from this world, from this time, um, and and put him in a high school with young people, make him make him the way that he is, uh, hitting on everybody, like basically make him into a dirty old man demon slayer puppet. <laughs> like it's just a lot. It's a lot. This episode's a lot. So. I still don't really know what happened. Yeah. But, you know, that's neither here nor there because uh, they're not going to remember this next week. I'll tell you that. That's right. That's right. So what was your favorite line? So I've got a few. Okay. I really like the the quippy dialogue between Giles. Well, Giles isn't really talking. Buffy, Willow, and Xander when they are in the auditorium and Mm -hmm. they, they are not yet in the talent show, and <laughs> Buffy says, I think we better leave our Mr. Giles to this business he calls show. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and I also just love when Snyder is talking about Mr. Flutie, and there's just this great moment where he looks at Giles and he goes, he was eaten. 
Like he I refers know. to the the consumption the- of Mr. Flutie by the pack. Like, two or three times in this episode. He was eaten. Yeah, I mean, they're not ignoring that, no. I guess. And it's also, he's inferring, like, he was weak. Yeah, he I will never be eaten by the students. <laughs> and that's, Mr. Snyder also gets my favorite line. He's, it's when he's grabbing Buffy at the lockers, and he, he goes, like, uh, you know, my school, yeah, loitering after school, horrible murders with hearts being removed, and smoking for all <laughs> things he hates. Smoking. I know. I know. <laughs> and I did love Joyce's, you shouldn't go to sleep with the window open. It's just stupid. It doesn't make any sense. She's just momming in a way that is sort of unnecessary <laughs> and just for the show. Joyce has so many of those lines. You also said a funny rhyming thing when we were watching the episode. You were like, this house on a gallery salary? <laughs> it was very it's funny. True. It was very funny. Uh, sh- it's a huge house. It is big. I mean, they are in the suburbs of California. Like, they're, they're in the middle of nowhere in California, kind of. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why. Also, I don't think anyone wants to live in Sunnydale. Sure. So maybe that's why. But yeah, it's a big house. I remember being like, oh, my mom's a, a single mom too, and I don't got a we house. We don't live in a massive house. Yeah. I don't. two people. No, I don't have lotion I put on my hands before bed. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't have a, I don't have a mom squeezing me orange juice. But yeah, it was just very different. I was mm-hmm. like, no, bummer. I wish I had a house. <laughs> but, yeah. uh. But yeah, yeah, it's very funny, isn't it? Yeah, it's funny. This show's funny. <laughs> yeah, she must make she must make some okay bank on that gallery salary. But also, Joyce wakes up because she's having nightmares about bills. That's true. She is worried about the money. Well, don't live in a big, massive house that yeah. you can't afford, Joyce. Uh, if you, especially if you only spend time in the kitchen and in the car, in the gallery, and in the doorway and in the gallery. <laughs> Okay, well, this episode was great, but I wonder what shall happen next episode. So there's only 12 episodes yes. in this season, so we have this is three to nine. go. Yes. So I, ha- my feeling is we're going to have to start ramping up with the real story instead of doing all this bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And I want to see the master again. We haven't seen him. I know you love for him. For a while, and I love the master. You love him and his leathers. I want to praise him. Uh, so I hope, I'm hoping we see the master in the next episode. That's yes. my hope. Yes. If you're watching for the first time, what is your hope? And if you're watching for the first time, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> Tell us on the Instagram, yeah. my best friend thinks she's Buffy. Or email us at mybestfriendthinkshe'sbuffy at gmail.com. Which reminds me, I have to check that. I never do. Oh, so, so, so yeah. I hope you've been sending emails. <laughs> I'll check it today. Oh, my God. No, it's just because we're really cool and busy and have so many emails. So busy. <laughs> okay, everyone, we're going to see you next time. XOXO, I will be Flash. <laughs> <laughs> Arg-ger? Grr.